morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world um, and everything's great. Um, it's um, I mean, yesterday I I did a musing about you know um, how I am learning that nothing gets done until you do it and and um yeah so there's i i just you know i'm just you know i'm just really basking in the realization of that fact that we change our lives every day just by doing something and um I guess that's why when the devil wants to attack somebody, the first thing he does is get you to the place where you feel that you feel helpless, so that you don't want to do anything. Because the more you don't want to do anything, the more things are not going to get done. The more the dust begins to accumulate, accumulate in your life. You know what I mean? And um, which is why you know they always say that. I mean, for me personally, one of the strongest signs of you know being in an emotionally um, um, limiting place is when you struggle to get out of bed because when there is when you don't have anything to spring you out of bed you know you know how you know you know that feeling of wow the day has come and you jump out of bed like you rush to go out because you're excited about what the day brings once you don't have that and, and there are different phases there is the phase of Oh my goodness another day you know then there's the phase of you cannot even get out of bed that one is a terrible one and that is always a strong sign that there is something very very wrong that is going on internally and i, I now that i think about it i think the reason why the devil does that is because he knows that once you are unable to get out of bed you don't want to see you can't engage with anybody or you can't function then this i mean yeah so nothing is going to get better because you know we are the vehicles of change in our lives and in the lives of other people god god really did give this world the rulership of this world to men and you know um my people yoruba people they have a saying my mother used to say it or one of my, i think my mother or her sister they used to say it, and I found it so funny then. That, what do they mean by that? But they used to say, I mean, I'll say it in Yoruba, then try, try and translate. It says, And the meaning of that means, it's like, literal translation means, it is the hand. We use our hands to repair things, you know. So, that's literally, but if I want to really interpret what it means, what it's trying to say is that, and, and the context in which that is usually used, they always say it like, you know, our parents, like if they'll say, look, this place is dirty, look, I will have to in other words, get up and do something about it, that if you don't, you know, roll up your sleeves and actually begin to sweep the floor or get this place clean, it's not going to get, it's not going to clean itself. You have to use your hands. And of course, then I used to feel, of course, you have to use my hands. I was like, what, what are they talking about? But now i understand it in a deeper and a different way because i think many times and you know i shared this with someone and i i was encouraged you know i found out that he found it as profound i actually shared it with my brother and i found out that he found it as profound as i did and because i was saying 
I find I'm finding out that the things in my life that I attend to they they get better. I'm not saying they are 100% resolved. They actually get better. There's progress. Progress either in terms of my understanding, progress in terms of what I need to do. They just there's just progress. And I'm not giving myself the glory. I'm saying if I want to compare the things that I pray about and I don't do anything compared to the things that I pray about and I and I act accordingly, there is a greater reward. Even the prayer is part of the doing, but not just praying, but praying and then doing something as a result of that prayer. Not praying and then waiting for something to happen. And particularly when there is something I can do within my control. You know, sometimes like if you are praying for somebody else, like for instance now, Maybe somebody who has um, an illness or something. You can only pray for my father. There's nothing you can do. I mean, you're not someone that is close enough to help with the care and all that. You're just asked to pray. So all you can do is to just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, you know, and you can read the Bible. So that's a different kind of thing. There's nothing you can do in that space. Um, But I'm talking about things that are within your sphere of influence somehow, either directly or indirectly. Um, And there's a lot. You know, there's a lot. And and these days on social media, I have seen many cases of people coming out, sometimes even just to open up about their struggles. And it has been life-changing for them. You know, and they just tried something different, something they'd not done before. And this doesn't mean it will happen that way for everybody. Because, you know, situations are different and all of that. But I'm just saying that nothing changes when we do nothing. And I guess that's how evil gets perpetuated all over the world because for as long as we decide not to confront evil, we do nothing. Do you understand? Our response is doing nothing. Then evil will continue, evil will grow, evil will thrive. So I'm beginning to really think more about the need to be more active in my faith, active in my life, active in doing things. Even professionally, and this I noticed this more even in my secular life because I just noticed that every single day. I mean, there's there's one thing I notice on the earth is that work doesn't finish. Do you understand what I'm saying? But work also has its rewards. Has its rewards. So, for instance, I mean, let's look at it this way. There are some things that I did in the last 20, 22 years that have helped me have created a, how would I say, it's created a, 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 pot, a pot for me, a nest, you know, let's just say in, it's created a cushion, that's the good word, it's created a financial cushion for me that I would not have had if I didn't put in the work for all those years and I give God the glory for that and God really helped me, I mean everything being led by God. And along that journey, there were many steps. You know, there were jobs I took. There was that um, um, professional certification that I did. There were many things that God led me to do that was part of this picture. There are also, of course, p- probably opportunities I didn't take, you know, here and there. But by and large, I can see the fruits of everything that I have done. I can see it. So I keep asking myself, so if I didn't... <laughs> If I didn't do all these things, what would have happened?
I also recently read a story of a boy. It is a boy I've been following, a young man on Twitter. He's on the autism spectrum. He struggled quite a bit. His mother passed on when he was like 18. He keeps talking about the things that his mother put in place to make sure he was supported before he died, before she died, before she passed on. What is remarkable to me is that the boy is now talking about how those things that his mother put in place, how they've been helpful to him now, even after her death. And this is a boy that, you know, he struggled. He had his mental health challenges. It was very difficult for him even before. Well, I mean, after his mother died, it became even more difficult. He had some bullying incidents, attacks. This guy, he lives in the UK, eventually had to move to Scotland. But going through all of that, he still says, in fact, he says he's going to do a video and talk about the things that his mom did. The things she put in place that have helped him. I want us, can we think about that a bit? And I think anybody, if you are, if you have a parent or a sibling or a loved one who has special needs, you'll understand how important this is. Because that just makes me think, she put things in place. So imagine now, the son is the one testifying. We're not hearing from the mother now. We're hearing from the receiver. And this is in the UK where apparently, I mean, definitely the state has responsibility to this child. He's a known child and all that. But he's still saying that there were things that the mother on her own, based on her knowledge of her son and the kind of care and support he would need, there were certain things she was able to put in place within the limits of her capacity. She wasn't rich, you know. And this boy is now saying this has been helpful. Now, the question I would ask, and he's, he's doing quite well to the glory of God. The question I would ask is, what if his mother hadn't put all those things in place? What if? So I, I, you know, that, that really, really struck me because it just made me really think about the importance of, hmm, so many things to unpack from that. It's part of time and chance, doing the right thing at the right time. And um, I'm, I'm, I really, I, you know, I've been saying this to people around me and I don't know if they fully understand what I'm saying. Some people have noticed, they've said, oh, I'm working so hard. And I said, I have a sense of urgency about some of the things that I'm doing. I have that feeling in me that there's a window of opportunity and I should just go through it because I, I just get the sense that now is the time to do it. I have that feeling and I feel like if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it again. And I probably going to look back later and in fact i probably wouldn't even be able to look back and know that i missed an opportunity because i wouldn't even have the opportunity to be able to imagine what would have happened but i don't even know where it's what is going to where it's going to get me or what is going to happen that's immaterial i just have this i have to respond to that sense of urgency because i've now gone to realize that what is happening is that god has given me grace to do that thing his grace has been released for doing that thing and when you are a Christian, when grace is released to do a particular thing, you have to use the grace for that thing that is given to you at that moment. You don't, you don't try to deviate and be doing something else. You are going to mess yourself up and, you know, it's, it's just not, you know. And like for me now, I think unlike before when I, I think I used to struggle with God a lot and try to do my own thing. Now, because I am physically not as strong as I used to be, I am also emotionally not as um 
strong, I will say, as I used to be. So now I have to rely on him. So when he t- when he gives me the grace, I move. So everything that I'm doing now, it's what God is gracing me to do. And when I mean grace, I mean passion. He's giving me the passion for it. In fact, that passion is the most important thing. And people think that, a lot of people relate with me. They think the passion is me. Is me. They don't realize that the passion is actually given to me by God. And why do I say this? Because I've, I've also seen myself without passion. I have seen myself get to a space where I didn't want to do it. You know, I don't want to do anything. And I had passion for nothing. Or the things I had passion for before, I didn't have passion for them anymore. So I realized that for me to still have passion for certain things, and the passion is coming out in ways that I could never have imagined. And there's capacity. I, I, I realized that this is God. He's doing something. So I, I just have to be sensitive to it. So, which brings me to the scripture in Ecclesiastes when um, the preacher says, talks about time and chance, and that to every purpose, every season, everything, there's a time and there's a season. I, I, I really get the sense of that, you know, that um, there's a time for everything. Like, like I said, this year, I wouldn't even say this is a year for reaping, or I, I just feel it's a year for doing. And I've been saying this, I've been sharing it with a number of people. And what I believe and what I'm sensing is that the grace of God is released upon me and perhaps many of his children as well to be able to do things, you know, to do... I won't use the the word we like to use, which is a great exploit and all of that, but I just think the grace of God is upon us to do great and mighty things, things that we've struggled with in the past, things that we thought we could not do, things that are bigger than us, that, you know, the grace of God is just available, so it's to tap into that grace. And um, I think even musing on this right now, it's giving me some sense of encouragement because truly, I, I realize now that I realize that a lot of the zeal that I have is not really my own doing. It's it is God that is giving me that zeal. It's not because I have you know He's just giving because otherwise, it is very possible. It's not like I'm being around motivating people or I'm in such a motiva- motivational environment. At the end of the day, it's God that is motivating me. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh my goodness, this is so much work. How can I do it? But he'll just be like, no, don't worry. Let's start from here. And he just keeps leading me step by step. Let's do this. Let's do that one. Before I know anything, when I look back, I'm like, wow, we've done a lot of work here. But he never tells me how much work it's going to be. He just tells me, you know, one step, one step, one step. So I never get overwhelmed because I never really see the big <laughs> the big picture. I guess that's the plan. That's that's probably the plan. Because if I probably saw what was involved, I'd just be like, man, I can't do this. You know. So but yeah. So every day with Jesus, that's exactly how we go. But anytime yeah. I will continue pressing on because the Bible says walk while it is day for night cometh when no man can walk and that scripture you can take it in several ways I know a lot of people take it as per night like okay when life comes to an end physical life on earth then you cannot walk but no for me night is when you cannot walk night can come in many ways night can come through sickness night can come through mental health issues night can come through um, conflicts turmoil in the environmental turmoil internal turmoil 
So it's better that we walk while we are able to. When I mean, you know what I mean. Spiritual work, physical work, prayer work, whatever it is. Because night cometh. For every one of us, night will come just like day comes. And the night may be in a particular area, maybe for a particular season. Or it may be that, you know. But so while it is day, we have to walk. We have to walk. May God help us to continue to focus on that which is his will and purpose for us now in this time. Also his praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.